0: hey right, ladies i'm back again i know i canceled the event but our internet got fixed quicker than we thought so we're gonna take it and we're gonna go from here and and do this thing i hope that you guys had an amazing weekend we are going to start uh, back up this live i know that we prayed on our first one But we're going to restart back up this. Um, So we will pray again. If there is something that you need prayer for, please let us know. You can drop an emoji. You can let us know what you um, need prayer for. We'll be here for you for that. Um, As always, this is the live recording of our podcast for the week. So every Monday, when my Internet isn't being drilled into the ground (laughs) at 10 a.m. Eastern, We record this and then it is broadcast on any podcast app that you'd like to listen to it on. You can listen on Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, any podcast app you want. Just search Fit and Faithful Moms. You will find us there. All of the trainings are there and on it. But if you're joining us live, chat with us. Let us know what's going on. We're happy to have you. And I'm happy to be here. You know, it's a half hour later, but we're here so we'll take it um let us open in prayer again if you're joining me back again we've got a double prayer today and that's good and then we will get into food tracking so father God I thank you today for these women I thank you for the added patience that you are putting in my life as we work through silly first word world problems like internet but Lord help us to apply that in all areas of our life sometimes we get so in ourselves in our own issues that we um, fail to realize that you're working through them that you are there with us and sometimes the best thing for us to do when we are in one of those modes is just to give back and refocus on something other than ourselves. father thank you for these women we've been praying we'll continue praying for ukraine and all of those families in that entire country Lord, we thank you today for the words that you're going to speak and for helping us to honor our bodies, to honor you, not to honor self. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, Amber. Happy to have you here with us. So today we're talking about food planning, food prepping, all those things that we hear about when we're talking about health and nutrition. So often when I start with a client or um, I'm just talking to you ladies online, I hear, do I have to track food? Is that part of it? What macros do I need? How many calories do I need? And we fail to get our foundation set before we start like jumping to these big things. Right. So I want you to think about your food and your health journey, like building a house. We don't just like start at the roof. Right. We're not like, well, when is the uh, shingles? When are they coming in? Because I really can't start until I have the shingles. And when is the uh, I don't know, when are the doorknobs coming? Because I don't want to start building that house until I have all of my fixtures planned up and and ready to go. We wouldn't do that with our house. We're like, no, start building it. We'll we'll figure the rest out. Let's see what this looks like. We have this grand idea, this grand scheme that's finally coming to fruition. Let's just let's start, right? That's what we want. We just want it to start. But somehow on our fitness journey and our health journey, we feel like we need to have everything in line altogether. How long exactly our workouts are going to be? What exact weights we're going to need? what our exact calories are going to be, the perfect workout clothes, the perfect time to work out, when are the kids going to be napping, when do I feel like food prepping? We need all these details before we start. And I want to challenge you today that your details are really just excuses. So you're using those details to hold you back from starting because they're comfort, right? Starting on a health and a fitness journey and really in looking at and analyzing what we're putting into our bodies isn't easy to do. If it was, everyone would do it. So it's so much easier to go, I'll start Monday when I've had a chance to plan all my meals for the week, when I've had a chance to do all my grocery shopping, when I've had a chance to pick out every little spice that I feel like I could possibly need in whatever recipes I'm looking to do this week and then Monday comes and you don't have coriander and you're like well I guess I can't make this chicken dish anymore and we allow the shingle and the fixture of the house building process to destroy the house building process we allow coriander and not having apples and only having pears at home because the recipe calls for apples but we only have pears we allow that to like dismember our entire journey on health and wellness and it really is we're more we're we're comfortable doing what we're doing right but comfort doesn't bring change comfort doesn't challenge us god never called us to comfort And the ways of this world can be comfortable right so don't lean into comfort don't look for everything to be perfect Don't look to have all the fixtures of your fitness journey assembled before you even have the door. This is true for your food tracking too. So I'll hear, how many macros do I need? What do I need to do with that? That doesn't matter in the beginning. Let's just figure out what you're eating. How many calories do I need? I don't know and no one will ever know the exact amount of calories that you need. If you're talking to someone who says that they know the exact number of calories that you're going to need, I don't think you're talking to the right person. We can do a million different computer, AI, uh, automated things to sort of figure out what you're doing. We could do biometric scans, to guesstimate even more where you should be. But that still doesn't tell me exactly where you need to be. Right? We guesstimate to the best of our knowledge. God is the only one who truly knows the exact amount of calories, the exact amount of macros, the exact amount of micros, the exact amount of everything that you need. What we're trying to do here. We're just trying to figure out and use the, the ability to guesstimate, try, see if it works, and then continue moving forward. Science changes every day. Every day science changes because we're not God. We don't have it all figured out. Remember when you had, like, well, you wouldn't remember, but there was a point in time where if you were bleeding bad enough they wouldn't be like well we're just gonna suture that and we'll get you some antibiotics and it'll be fine they're like we're gonna cut that arm off and we're gonna go from there that's the best use of the knowledge they had at the time we thought smoking cigarettes was good for you That was the best knowledge we had at the time. We thought fats were bad for you. Now we think carbs are bad for you. None of these things are good nor bad. And food, we get this this thing that these foods are good and these foods are bad. And we start giving them emotion and then we give them control over ours that they were never meant to have. So where do we start? with our nutrition. This is where I start all of my clients. This is where you can easily start today. You do not need anything fancy. You need a piece of paper and a pen. And you need to write down what goes in your mouth. (laughs) That's it. You don't need to know the fixtures and the small little nuances that maybe your body needs that other people's bodies don't, or that you're anemic and, and you might need more of this and more of this start by figuring out where you're at. I could not build, we were thinking about building a pool in our backyard. And I couldn't build a pool in my backyard without first doing like this landscape assessment of what my backyard looked like. Okay, so they wouldn't even come out until I gave them this like analysis There was a 360 view of the slope of my yard. And I know it, yeah, you know that. And if there were a bunch of grades and, and things that needed to be done. Stop worrying about your macros if you're at step one, where we're just trying to figure out what your backyard looks like, right? You're trying to build a pool and dig the ground, but we don't even know if the ground's susceptible to be built or to be dug or to be warped up right now, right? So get your landscape down pat first. Write down what you're eating without having any goal in mind, without trying to say this is good, and this is bad, and this is that, and this is that, and this is a carb, and this is a fat. Who cares about all of that right now? Just start by writing down what the heck you're doing. Get some knowledge about what you're doing currently. And quite frankly, when you start writing things down and you're like, three bags of Cheetos, you're like, you know, that probably isn't from God. Three bags of Cheetos. All right. Then I had two pints of ice cream. Mm. Also, probably not the route we want to continually be on. You'll self-correct without even knowing it. But there are times that we self-correct so much that it self-sabotages. And this is where the viewing of food as good or bad comes in. Food is not good or bad. It is meant to be ingested as a way to give your body energy to do exactly what it needs to do. Work, move, carry kids, do yard work, do housework, mentally get through work, right? It's giving us energy to get through the day. Stop viewing calories as these like enemy weapons that are coming against your body and view them how they really are. Calories are energy to get you through the day. And so often I talk to them and they're like, I have no energy and I've been on this 1100 calorie diet and I just don't know why. And I will just sit there like that. No one can live off of that. That's why you're tired. You're not eating enough energy. Somewhere along the lines, so I'm late 30s going into my 40s, and if we're in that same thing, we were taught by Cosmo and by all these other women's magazines that calories are bad and Oreos are bad. And then we started saying that was bad food. apples are good food and i should feel happy when i have an apple and i'm gonna feel guilty when i have an oreo and i'm gonna feel guilty when i have ice cream and that's bad so i feel bad and apple's good so i should feel good the only thing that has control over your joy is jesus the bible says it over and over again i will be joyful Regardless, Paul says it over and over again, regardless of my situation, regardless of my circumstances, regardless of who's coming against me, regardless if I'm on a mountaintop, regardless if I'm in a valley, Jesus brings joy. Apples do not. Oreos don't take it away. So stop viewing food as this good or bad war that you're fighting against constantly. You're not fighting a war. You're making up this war in your mind. You're wasting energy. We only have so many decisions we can make each day, and we're deciding good or bad things that don't really matter because they're neither good nor bad. So just track. Get the idea that foods are good or bad out of your mind. Are some foods better for you than others? Absolutely. But there has never been a time where an Oreo has come at me with a machete and chased me down and was like, you're a bad person, Heather. And I was like, you're a bad food, Oreo. That has never happened. It will never happen. And it's not going to happen to you either. So get this idea of good or bad foods out of your mind, and it's all just one collective thing. It's just food. Once you start tracking it, you can go, my body responds better to apples. My body responds worse with Oreos for fuel source. My body responds better to water for my energy in the morning than coffee. And so many of you are like, oh, I could never give up my coffee. I gave up coffee two months ago now. Christy, who's probably on here, is like, what are you doing? She is one of our coaches in our program. And um, it, my life has been changed since giving up caffeine. Because I used to think, and I want you to know this, like, this isn't a, a one and done thing. If you've struggled with food your entire life, you're not just going to go, oh, Food's not good or bad anymore. Now I'm done. I've been transformed. I started uh, teaching kickboxing at 16, graduated in 2004 with my degree in exercise physiology. I'm 38 now. I still am learning about my body because my body is constantly changing. We should never be stagnant. We should never stay comfortable. We should always be evolving, so as I evolve, my calorie needs change. As I change, my food intake changes. As I get towards menopause, things change. and I've got to change it again. What worked for me at 16? If I ate like I did at 16, who? I don't know. Like I didn't even care <laughs> at 16. right? I was just eating whatever, and whatever my mom had in the house is fine. And that's fine. But it's always going to be changing. Right. Um, Missy says, my daughter thinks Oreos are good for you because they taste good and salads are bad for you because they taste yucky. (laughs) So she's autistic. That's completely like, that's another thing. You're going to go through sensory issues. You're going to go through textural issues. Like that's a whole different thing. Right. But neither food is good nor bad. There are plenty of fruits that are good for you that taste like doo-doo, right? And there are plenty of bad foods for you that taste great and vice versa. So not in the autistic sense, we can burst through that hurdle that we're trying to jump over and go, foods aren't good or bad. They're not good or bad regardless of what their nutritional label says. Take that nutritional label off. We will have to look at it, right? But I want you to take that off of yourself. Stop labeling yourself good or bad based on what you ate. You're good. You were beautifully made in God's image. I know that. You don't have to tell me. You could have done all the wrong in the world. You could have... I don't know, be the biggest sinner in the world, but you are beautifully, wonderfully made in his image because he told me so. And I am beautifully and wonderfully made regardless of if I had a day of Oreos yesterday or I had a day of apples yesterday, whether I filled myself with carrots or I filled myself with something else. Beautifully and wonderfully made now. And nothing, no food, no enemy, no weapon formed against will change that fact about you. So whether you are 200 pounds right now and trying to get to 160, thinking you're going to be happier then once your food choices change, if you're not happy now and knowing that now that you are beautifully, wonderfully made in God's image now, you're going to be no happier when you're lesser of yourself. So, what foods do we eat? The first thing that you do is you break down what you're actually eating. Just like I can't build a pool in the backyard without having a landscape view, you need a landscape view of where you're currently at. And you do not need the fanciest apps to do that. You do not need a huge, big journal. You don't need any of those things. What you need is a pen and paper You go, I have no motivation to write it down. No one has motivation to write it down. I have no motivation to write down my food either. But you know what? If I really want to change, if I really want to change, if I really want to grow in what Christ called me, if I really want to strive closer to him every day, this isn't that bad compared to a cross, is it? And working out isn't that bad compared to being impaled in your hands and your ankle and being whipped and bleeding to death. Like I put those things into perspective. It's not that hard, but we make the enemy, right? We allow the enemy to make these huge what-ifs, and you need every fixture, and you need every little thing filled in and planned out. And before you track, you should know where you're tracking to. Where's my type A's? I'm one. I'm right there with you. Well, before I track, I should know what exactly I'm tracking for. How many meals am I tracking? And how many calories am I striving for? And what's my fat intake? And what's up with these macros? And also, what am I making for dinner next Wednesday? What, what is that going to look like? Just, just stop all of that and just write it down what you're doing. It doesn't have to be as complicated as the enemy in the world is trying to make it. I'm sure after joining this group, and you've joined this group because you must have searched something health-related or something came up, your feed on Facebook and Instagram is probably like bombarded with keto people and more trainers and these diet pills and these supplements and this, this. You don't, we don't, you, you don't. You don't need any of that, you just gotta say, today, I'm taking a stand to be slightly better than I was yesterday, and work towards improvement. We're not ever going to have, I'm sorry my type A's, an exact number of calories that you need to have. Because I could tell you it's this number, but it's really something different, and we'll find it out through trial and error. That's what science is. That's what medicine is. That's what doctors practice is the huge word there, right? It's a practice of continually saying, this is my hypothesis. Now I'm going to test the theory and I'm going to have a conclusion at the end. Whether, yes, this works most of the time or no, that didn't work out so well. Let's scratch that idea. Get back to another hypothesis. We... Want to get to the conclusion without going through those steps on ourselves. We want someone to step in and go, All right, Amber, here's your macros 40, 30, 30. Here's your calories. We're going to break that 40, 30, 30 down and we're going to get to 1,750 calories. All right. Then what I want you to do is make sure you're getting enough exercise on top of that and then. What I want you to do is make sure you food prep for your entire week, make sure your macros are online, your 1750 calories, boop, spot on, do your 45 minutes of workout and you will have it. And then that doesn't work. And we go, well, the program doesn't work. Well, clearly I'm not meant for health. Well, I guess this nutrition thing is just a boat of baloney We just think because we were given something that that's the conclusion and the one-all be-all for our lives, and it's not. The hypothesis I ran on myself, and I'm continually doing this at 20, is different than the hypothesis I'm running on myself going into my 40s, right? But if we view this as a one-and-done thing, health is a one-and-done thing, Checked my boxes, I should be healthy. Got my calories, should be healthy. Haven't ever thought about going to a nutritionist, but I'm just winging it. Haven't talked to my doctor about my weight struggles, I'm just going to the internet for it. No, we have to test it as a theory, right? Every time you go into it, you go, I'm gonna see how this works. I'm gonna see how this works. It's either going to work, or I'm going to have to come back and do a different theory on my body. So keto works for everybody. It's what they say, right? It doesn't, and it messes up your metabolism in a really weird way. If you have uh, celiac or um, other digestive issues, it's probably a great fix for you because it eliminates those... um, white carbohydrate hooks in your stomach and helps, helps you out. That's not a fix for everybody. In fact, it more messes up your hormones as women than anything else. But we're so desperate for the scale to move that we would hurt ourselves in order to get to a size six. We're so desperate for that scale to move and for these jeans to fit that we would starve ourselves all day and cause pain, not only to ourselves, but probably to other people, because I don't know about you, but I get hangry really bad. And when I get hangry, I lash out at others. We are so desperate for the scale to move that we will just do anything except stick to something. we don't want the consistency we need to be consistently uncomfortable to change consistently uncomfortable to change this might be uncomfortable for you just going i have to write down what i eat okay all right that might be uncomfortable you may have been logging for a while And you may have been given a number once. You probably have done a thousand calculators online of where your macros should be and where your calories should be and what all, how much workout and what Enneagram type you are and then what body. Are you a pear? Are you an apple? Uh, Are you a esomorph? Like what kind of body? Are you, you've probably done a million of those quizzes, right? but we haven't just sat down and been consistently uncomfortable with our goals. And going, you know what? I need to track. In order for my hypothesis, in order for my theory to have a conclusion, I need evidence of what's going on. I know I'm speaking a lot from the medical world, but it it relates so much into your health because it is a medical study of what's going on, right? I can't just say keto will work for you, Christy. I, I can't. We'll go, all right, we can try this. Let's track it for like six weeks and then come back and revisit. Where's the scale gone? Where's your energy gone? Where's our measurements gone? Where's our strength going? And you go, six weeks? Oh. I'm gonna do this for six weeks. That's your comfort zone you need to break out of. That's your comfort zone you need to push past. That's the consistency that will get you lifelong results. Not to get fit for this summer and look good and then go back to the ways that ended you right here to begin with, right? We need to get uncomfortable. Being, we need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And as soon as you feel content, that's your trigger to go, I got to change again, right? As soon as you feel good and confident in what you're doing, the enemy's going to come and switch things up on you, right? The work is never done. You're here on earth. So God's work with you is never done. You are a continual, constant work in progress. And the more you get that in mind that you're like, oh, I'm just... I'm version 1.1, I'm version 1.2, I'm version 1.3, ooh, I upgraded to version 2.0, version 2.0. I'm version (laughs) 37.8. Next month, I'm gonna be version 37.9. You are always constantly working and changing. A flower doesn't bloom and then just stay there. Right, it goes through seasons Too, your grass doesn't just like pop up and get green and like, we don't need water anymore. No, and if you grow your grass, and I'm obsessed with gardening and all of that, my plants need different amounts of water every day. And it depends on if it rained the night before, if it was colder, if it was really hot and dry, our bodies are no different. I can tell you, you need 90 ounces of water. That's a rough estimate of what you need every single day it depends on if you came in dehydrated if you exercised a lot if you were out in a desert like a cactus all day or if you sat down right and you were in a nice mild place right so it's all just a guess and it's all just this process of this works this isn't working right now not that this doesn't work Not that this theory doesn't work, it's just not working right now, right? Because we could say, after menopause, bodies, especially clearly women's, because we're talking menopause, need different things than it did before. You need a bunch more vitamins and minerals to kickstart your uh, metabolism, right? To make sure that your hormones, are working right you don't need as much as of that in your 20s because your hormones are doing what they're doing making babies right that's what our bodies are doing what it's supposed to do but then we get through menopause and they go all right well this is shut down so now what what are we gonna do now we go "Whoa, nothing's working all these things i've tried before don't work It's because your body is in a a different zone. If I tried to run Windows apps on a Apple computer, it wouldn't work. And I wouldn't blame the Windows product. And I wouldn't blame the Apple computer. It would be user error, right? Oops. I was trying to install something that didn't belong on that computer. That's all your food is. Oh. I was eating something that didn't belong in me. I feel better now that I don't, I'm not eating these right now. It's not forever. So I need everyone to get out of their minds that you have a perfect number of macros, that you have a perfect number of calories, that you have a perfect water ounce goal each day, that you have a perfect vitamin A amount, that you have a perfect zinc amount. Everything changes every minute of every day. It's never going to be perfect. But it starts with you being consistent. With you being okay not knowing at all. With you being okay not having the fixtures picked out for your home yet before it's even built. It starts with you being okay with not knowing exactly what calories you need to be at, but playing around in seeing where you feel best not where the scale moves where you feel best because when you're feeling your best we're working towards something when you're feeling your best you can do more work and more good for god's kingdom than when you're feeling hungry cranky crabby and like this and no one wants to come talk to you at church because they're like what is wrong with heather and then my husband will go, she's hungry. They go, oh. And as someone that is on a prayer team and an outreach team, right? Trying to serve the community, what good does this do me? Well, at least I'm a size two. But no one's coming to me to talk about what they need or where they need help because I'm just mad. And I'm not even mad, I'm just hungry and I'm just not my best self. Your body will let you know when you're fueling it's right. We've just trained it for decades to crave hunger, to crave pain as a way of um, success. And that's not just with our food and our hunger pains, but it's with our workouts, I should be in pain. Girl, no. And after a certain point in your 40s, you shouldn't be doing a bunch of hit workouts either. <laughs> Okay, like you don't need those boot camps because it's actually way more added stress and it's real hard to recover and stress increases cortisol and cortisol increases stomach fat and stomach fat increases overall fat. You just don't need it. You need a walk. Go get some energy out. You need some sunshine. That could be your vitamin D. You need to track what you're doing and also track how you're feeling. These boundaries, sort of like uh, fitness training wheels, if you will, of nutrition are necessary. So we will, as coaches, give you a goal to reach for. All right, we're gonna try out this calorie number. Let's see how we feel. And we've gotta be okay with really getting deep. How do I feel? I don't know if I feel hungry or not anymore because I've told my body so long that starving is acceptable, that now my my brain doesn't even send the signal that I'm hungry, I don't feel hungry. I don't feel full. I don't feel satisfied. You've destroyed this connection so much that we need to relearn that foundation. And the way you relearn it is going, all right, since we don't have this right now, we will work on writing down what we're doing. Oh, it's annoying. Yeah, it is. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what you want. I've never met, nor am I someone, and I've got nutrition degrees. I'm best friends with a dietitian. Neither of us are like, you know what I love to do on our lunch date? Write down what we're having. Great time. It just becomes second nature after a while. Just like your brain stops sending your stomach signals for hunger or full, it just stops doing it because it's not working. You will start subconsciously writing things down and getting better at it. You will start making recipes in My Fitness Pal. You will start cooking. You will get better. You're not supposed to be the best right now. You don't just hop in and get consistent. It's, I'm going to do it today, and then I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm gonna do it the next day and then I'm gonna do it again and there are days that it doesn't go off track and that doesn't make you a consistent failure but that's what the enemy will tell you look at you you can't even stick to writing down your lunch you're so ashamed you ate a big mac you're gonna write that down I wouldn't and we start having wars on our mind that have nothing to do with our actual goals it has everything to do with spiritual warfare and the enemy's going to get you down with food and it's so silly but it's in the bible he did it with jesus when jesus was in the wilderness just turn the rocks to bread just do it you're hungry right so just do it we do we have that with our cravings you can just m- make those cookies pop into your mouth, Girl Scout cookies. You could just pop them in. Are we just going to feel bad about those choices, or are we gonna go? No, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have one. I'm gonna see how it makes me feel, and I'm gonna write it down. And if I'm not feeling my best after, I'm not gonna continue forward with that. Not because the food's not good or bad, because. I feel more tired when I eat more sugar. Seems counterproductive. This is why I love nutrition and fitness so much. It falls right into faith. Jesus flipped the script upside down on what the Pharisees thought, right? On what the law said. He came and flipped it all upside down. We need to do the same thing with our food. We're not not eating Oreos because they're good or bad. I'm not eating them because more sugar makes me more tired. And that's truth for everybody. More sugar makes you more tired. And now I'm more tired. So I don't want to work out, which in turn gives me more energy. So now I'm even more tired. I'm tired because I had too much processed food. I'm so tired. I don't feel like I'm going to work out. And the cure for being tired is actually working out. And now I'm just going to stay in this constant state of complacency. We need to be consistent. We need to get uncomfortable and we need to break the complacency that this is just where we live now. Put on the tracking training wheels. You don't always have to do it. I do it because I'm constantly changing. I'm constantly looking to see what workouts are working best with my body with different groups of people. I'm constantly looking to see what happens when I go up on my protein. What happens when I go up on my fat? What happens when I increase my carbs? What happens if I eat more carbs at night? What happens if I eat more carbs in the morning? And that's my scientific brain. I love that. But you may get to a point that you find something that's working and you're gonna stick to it, but you need the training wheels of tracking. You don't need your macro details. You don't need your micro details. You need to just get a guideline of where you need to be and go, "All right. I'm going to do I'm going to do this. I'm just going to write down what I'm eating." And you don't even have to think one or two days down the road. You have to think, "I wrote down my breakfast, Amber. I'm going to write down my snack. Done. Now I'm going to write down my lunch. <laughs> Done." You do not need all the answers. You do not need a 45 page book for your month done. You need one piece of paper for, you don't even need this whole thing. You just need like a a quarter of it for one meal at a time, one minute at a time, one workout at a time. So I'm going to challenge you this week to just track something and not need all the answers. God did not poof, make us and go, all right, Heather, this is your trajectory. Are you ready? You're going to be born. Woo. Congratulations. You're going to go here. Then you're going to move. Then you're going to do this. Then this is going to be your job. You're going to hate it for a while, but don't worry. You'll have a new one soon. Then you're going to do this. And then someone's going to say something that's going to bring you back, but don't worry. Then you're going to grow. God doesn't give us that. And I'm glad he doesn't, because that grows my faith in him. If he gave me everything, what would make me lean into him that he would provide? I would just think it was all under my control. I would just think that I was doing it, right? Is that not true? Like if he gave you the blueprint, the everything for your life, your highs, your lows, your goods, your bads, you go, oh, I got this, thanks God. We had, no, we had no need for him. So be okay not knowing. That's where your faith grows. That's where your endurance grows. That's where your frustration goes and we learn what to do with it. But that's where you grow. Can we get out of this comfort zone that the world wants us to stay and live in? Just be comfortable. Just be comfortable. And I know it seems so silly, like I'm just gonna write Write things down. But that's where we start. In the bigger picture is me treating and fueling my body with respect. Me treating and fueling food as food, not as food as control over this, my happiness. Not this scale being like, oh, I lost two pounds today. It's gonna be a good day. Or I gained five pounds over the weekend. Looks like I suck. And clearly, I have no self-control. I'm a horrible person. This is unbelievable. Like how many of us hop on the scale and allow that number to dictate our joy? Allow that to be uh, how we react throughout the day. Allow that to transfix our face. Allow our eyes to be downcast and fixed on that number, not lifted and fixed on him, eat with him in mind, eat with him in mind, he'll give you your daily bread. Bread's okay. Bread's good. It actually is a macro, (laughs) right? Your body actually needs carbs, fats, and protein. Not just one, all three working together like, well, we don't even have cool watches anymore, we've got these. But you know the old watches where they had the three things and all three gears had to be turning together and they all worked together? It all needs to be working together but it's always a work in progress, right? Sometimes I've gotta oil one a little bit more. I need a little bit more protein. Sometimes I gotta oil a different one a little bit more. I need a little bit more consistency. If we're praying for consistency, guess what God's going to give you the opportunity to be? Consistent. And he's going to give you opportunities to not. If you're praying for patience, as moms, we know God's going to bring us opportunities to be patient or opportunities to not. If we're praying for change, guess what he's going to bring? Opportunities for you to change or opportunities for you to stay stuck and stay the same. We cannot just stay doing what we're doing and change we cannot just search the internet for all these little magic pills if there was a magic pill i would be taking it (laughs) if there was a magic pill we would all be taking it and we wouldn't be here right now and i would be out of a job because you're like well i'm just taking my pill every day heather and i'm fine my weight falls off i'm happy i'm serving god i don't have cravings anymore That's not how that works. There is no quick fix. Your health doesn't have a finish line. Get okay with being consistently challenged and changed in your health. Be okay sticking with something for six weeks and then going, that didn't work and that's okay. I'm gonna start back up on something else. It's not you that fails. It's not. If you're consistent at something for six weeks, that's a huge success, weight loss or not. That's a huge success, inches lost or not. You go, all right, I proved to myself, if anything, I feel better and I'm consistent. So I'm going to tweak some things up with data this time, not just like pulling numbers out of a website with actual data to go, all right, this six weeks didn't work. But now I updated it, to change it. But the six weeks of data doesn't start without you putting pen to paper for what you had for breakfast. Without you saying, all right, now it's time for me to write down that I had 10 peanuts and uh, an apple. Yeah, that's specific. You have to be okay doing that one small thing. Be faithful with the small. We talked about that last week, the week before. Be faithful with one thing. One thing and more will be given. More just isn't given, right? We don't just build the house. Built. We have to do the piping underneath. We have to do the foundation. Then we have to get inspected. Then has anyone built something recently? Like it's an annoying process. This thing's been done. Now we got to inspect it. Like, Didn't we just have an inspector out here? Didn't this just get done? Yeah, but now it's for something else oh fine our bodies are a temple in constant construction and constant renovation just because you have a nice app pack now does not mean that it's done there will be a renovation there will be something that happens there will be something that needs to be fixed there will be a crack in your foundation that you will need to go and look at and figure out what actually caused it. Cause it'll show on the surface is one thing, but be a really deep rooted issue. If there's a realtor here, they know that, right? If you have a crack in your wall, you're like, Oh, I'll just paint over it. It's no big deal. And they go, no, there's something else wrong with the foundation. God's constantly cracking us to show us our foundational things that need to change where we're leaning too much into ourselves and not enough into him so just track one thing know that we're gonna have to inspect multiple times our whole life is a renovation our whole being is change our whole thing is to listen to God and move when he calls us and to be still and sometimes we need to be still and go yeah I had that I don't want to write it down but I had that I'm gonna pick up my paper. Maybe just picking up the pen and paper to track is your challenge, is your stretch, right? Maybe just saying it's one meal at a time. I'm gonna be consistently having breakfast. I'm gonna consistently walk each day. I'm going to consistently do this and stop saying I'm not motivated. Not directly towards you, Missy. No one's motivated. I am not motivated to do this life. <laughs> I am doing this because of you, right? I'm not motivated to eat healthy either. I don't want to. I don't want to log my food. But guess what? Jesus didn't want to die on a cross. He asked if there's any other way. Father, please let it be done. He wasn't like, yes. And he also wasn't born and then immediately hung on a cross. He had to go through his life to get to his end purpose. We are going to have things that we're motivated to do and things that we're not. And the only way, Hannah, you're actually not late. I'm late. The only way to be motivated is to be consistent. And the only way to be consistent is to do it. One thing at time I don't wake up motivated to work out I work out first thing in the morning so my brain doesn't have a chance to like start telling me not to that works for me my brain is so crazy like it's always out there talking to me telling me all these different things in the morning it just doesn't do that so I work out then and by the time it starts talking back to me that I don't want to be doing this the workouts done. that's not me being motivated to work out that's me playing the system. So that's, that's it. I'm not motivated to go have a lettuce wrap for lunch. I just know that that's what I have in my fridge right now. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna make for lunch. And it's the next meal that I have to be thinking about. I only think one meal ahead. I do not plan my month's meals. I do not plan my week's meals. I plan one at a time because that's all I can handle. And food prepping is not motivating to me, so I don't do it. I do it one meal at a time. So you will never be motivated. You will never always have motivation. You will never always be consistent. You will never always be progressing forward. There are going to be some times that you're being hit with resistance and moving backwards to make you stronger as you push back forward. It's all in what you think. So if you're waiting on motivation to get started on your food logging, you're going to be waiting a really long time. If you're waiting on motivation to get started on your workouts, it's going to be a long one or you can just go, you know what? I don't want to go to work, but I have to go to work. I don't want to work out, but I'm going to work out. And the more you do it, the more consistent you get with it, the easier it will be. The motivation isn't always there. The consistency is what keeps you pushing forward. So what did we learned today? We're gonna to start with one piece of paper. No fancy things. You don't need a bunch of apps. You don't need a bunch of people in your ear telling you what to do. You don't need to know your exact calories. You don't need to know your exact macros. You don't have to cut anything out. You just have to start logging something so you have data to then say, I feel better six weeks from now than I did. Or I have data to say, I stayed the same. So I need to move some things around here, but now I know what I need to move because I have data now. And use that data and move it going forward. And don't stay stagnant. And don't stay comfortable. And don't stay looking for motivation. Motivation's never gonna come. No one has ever come and been like, I was hit with a dose of motivation tonight, and it lasted all year. No one's gonna... I might have motivation for, like, a day. (laughs) And then I'm tired from all the things I did. Like, I'm motivated. I have my whiteboard back there to get all these things done. And then I got them all done, and now I'm really tired. So you're never going to get there, right? Uh, Julie, when you are consistently thinking about your food, writing it down, meal prep, how does it not become? uh, You don't allow it to become a god to you. I'm not allowing uh, food to control my emotions, but I want to know how it affects me, right? I want to know how it fuels me. Do I have more energy after eating this? And when you're doing it over and over, writing it down, it doesn't become that way it just becomes a thing you do it's not an act of me worshiping food it's an act of me honoring the temple god gave me this is your temple the amount of work that it went into the temple old testament was so much it was all like in those details and if you read through numbers and Genesis, the detail that went into the small things that we were just talking about. I wanna be honoring that. I want to be fueling my body in a way that honors God. And he knows it because he gave people manna and he gave them water and he gave us food to fuel us. You can very easily allow it to become a God if you are worshiping apples and food. But that would be writing food for the wrong reason, right? That would be writing down food for you. That would be writing down food for all these other reasons. We're writing down food to make sure that we're honoring what he died for and making us stronger to do his work that he's called us to do. Um, And this Julie, this life might not be for you, right? Like, you might be good with food. (laughs) You might not have a food issue and that's great. It doesn't have to become a focus of your life. If you're like, I'm good with food, I eat healthy. Good, (laughs) that's awesome. You moved past this, but there are 75% of women I would say in this group, almost 80% of America is struggling with some sort of overweight or obesity and food addiction that it has to be spoken so this life might not be for you and that's fine that's good then you can work on the other areas of of your life right we're constantly under construction so your construction and your crack might not lead to food it might be leading to something else everyone's got a crack in their walls that's leading down to their foundation where we're not leaning on god enough we're leaning on something else your crack isn't leading to food that's okay you don't have to spend too much time But most of us need to know that foundation starts with tracking. It starts with figuring that out, right? So, that is it. We are going to track what we're looking at. And yes, Hannah, right? Gluttony is a sin. And when we put it into perspective and write it down, we go, do I really need that? Or am I putting that over the temple, right? I love how you said that Heather, that, uh, Hannah, that's perfect. So start tracking, use it as your training wheels with your nutrition. Be okay with the training wheels coming off for a little bit and seeing how you do on your own. And then sometimes we got to put the training wheels back on. And sometimes we move to a tricycle and sometimes we move to a unicycle and sometimes we're on an 18-wheeler and there's a lot of wheels that are down at the same time with our nutrition, right? But start small. It doesn't have to all be planned out. I don't need to know how it ends. I need to know what my next step is. My next step is lunch (laughs) for my food. My next step is a snack. My next step is saying I'm taking control back from the control I've given to food and taken off of God. That I've allowed food to make me happy or unhappy, that I've allowed this scale to control my joy, that I've allowed these things to control my joy. I'm taking that back and giving it to the one who deserves it, Jesus, where I will be joyful in all circumstances. So let's start there. Let's start small. If food isn't your struggle, then this live is its okay. It's not for you, right? There's a hundred other ones on mindset and workouts and where we should be. There, it's not always gonna be one thing. So don't make it one, <laughs> right? I don't make a crack in the wall just to make it and make it line up to you. It's not always going to, and that is okay. But if this resonated with you i hope it did and i hope it was good um and we can see jesus didn't hang on the cross for us to be happy or sad based on our food choices or that we have to eat a salad or that oh spinach does make me feel better i need to eat more of it no the spirit lives in us let's be in tune with the spirit let's get those mind body connections back and let's be joyful in all circumstances not joyful because we had something that gave us a sugar high real quick and then crashed us down and not sad because we didn't make the right choice that day it's okay there's always the next meal you will always be growing stretching learning So let's start small. I'd love to know your one small thing that you were looking to do this week. If you want more in-depth training, one-on-one training, group coach training, that is something I do too in my Methodized Mom program. You can absolutely do that. Um, And you can comment, let's comment consistent below. And if you're looking to get into a coaching program to help you through this in your real life, to put it into applicable ways, what to do next once we start our one step, what to do next once we have some data, we can break that down together too. Have an awesome rest of the day. I'm happy I was able to be with you guys and I will talk to you all soon. Bye everybody.